the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Cat. Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward, and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition! the fat shout out to the gastro gays boom I don't know what episode we're on we've got big time do you mean gastro gays or us us um, Joe what is the subject today we're doing the three top fat loss tips could you just whisper that <laughs> the top fat loss tips <laughs> top three <laughs> so just three easy tips you can start implementing immediately to accelerate your fat loss. I sound like I'm doing an infomercial. Mm, you do. Yes. You're just dressed in old grey sweatpants. <laughs> You're not uh, looking at a stead of a cancer t-shirt. Right, back to it. Number one of course. would be log your food. And we don't necessarily mean in an app. You don't have to log into MyFitnessPal. We just, or you just need an idea of what you're eating and when you're eating it. And kind of really, what that's, effect that's is having? It, yeah. yeah, what kind of effect is having on your body? If you can see that you had two protein shakes and a bowl of soup for one mm. day, and then eighteen <laughs> high fat snacks, then that's going to flag up that those meals were probably not the best choices for you. I think most people, we all like to believe we're more complex than we are, don't we? I do this with training. Is I always try to find the next big thing. You know, this secret combination of reps and exercises. And actually, you just need to do the basic consistently. And that will probably get 99% of people better results. And people want to do something more complex. They think that they're getting a certain combination of macros wrong or whatever it may be. So when you write down your food, and this happens a lot with our clients, is you can immediately see where they're going wrong from using our basic scoring system. And it will often be 10, 9, 10, 10, Monday to Thursday, 8, 7, 5 over the weekend. It's instantly obvious, isn't it, what's going wrong, is you're over-consuming on a weekend of high-calorie foods and under-consuming nutritious foods. So this is where you're taking in too many calories. And it's as simple as that, then. You can either try and burn some more or eat a bit less. And odds on, you're overdoing the weekends. You know, if you look at the food that you're actually eating, it'll often be, it won't be one chocolate bar, one glass of wine, you know, half a pizza with a bit of salad. It will be something to excess and then that's the easy way to pull it back but you don't know this until you log your food and people just have no idea what they're actually eating yeah i think to always kind of hark back as we always do always hark back <laughs> to kind of yesteryear yeah when we used to pt and you'd see people for like you know one hour a week or one hour every other week and you just say to them how has your food been yeah it's been pretty good and you know, even kind of going back to sustain, if people don't keep a record of kind of the feedback that you've given them or the kind of the score, because we kind of mark it out of a score of 10, depending on how they eat, and they'll say, you know, whatever, you know, with the results, if they're not happy with the results, I don't understand this, you know, my food's been really, really good. And actually, when you go back to it and you tell them the kind of the scores, like as Joe said, it might be 10, 10, 9, 
eight seven five. Well, God, that is it. Oh, so often, as you well, know what I mean. Kind of, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every single week. They're dropping points, and they're not dropping points because they're not having protein at breakfast. You know, they're kind of having pizzas and wine and chocolate and desserts, and you know, all these kind of high calorie foods, and that is what's skewing their results. But because you only kind of tend to focus on the good stuff, I mm. remember. Well, you know, <laughs> my meals are quite good. Yeah, I stopped doing this, and I've eaten really well Monday to Friday, so I kind of deserve a treat on a weekend. You know, well, pick your poison. Yeah, you know, again, it's always going to come down to creating a calorie deficit. But then, if you're overconsuming, you're overconsuming. It's as simple as that. I think it's really important to say we're not telling people not to have any high calorie food. You know, me and you both do, and are both able to hold our weight. Mm. You know, for different reasons, different, there's different ways people can hold their their body weight, and that can either be through being very strong, being very fit, or just moderating your intake. And it's so often that you see people, and they're just massively overdoing it. So, just as an example, you know, if someone has three glasses of wine, it's 700 calories, and well, suddenly you're looking. Is it not? It's not far off, though, is it? It's about 500. I think it'll depend on the size. I'm sure it's more than five. Anyway, so the bottle's about 650. Is that not three glasses? That's four. All right then, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so you still have, if it's 500, if we take the lower estimate, that's still nearly 100 calories a day. At most women, that's going to be a decent percentage of their daily intake. So suddenly for no food, no, you know, no satiating impact, nothing that's going to reduce the amount they eat, you've just thrown in an extra 100 calories a day. And it can easily be enough to stop someone's progress. And that's kind of on a good side. If you had someone drinking one bottle of wine, it's so often it's these little treats that add up. And people just have no idea because they're not logging it. You know, I think everyone knows roughly what to do, but they're just blissfully unaware. As James said, you ask people how their food is and people will always look at the positives. If you ask people where they're struggling, it's so rare for people to say, oh yeah, my food isn't great. Honestly, I could probably count on, you know, I'd, I'd have fingers spare if you asked me the number of times when people had said, People have been that honest with their food because people always say, this is where I'm quite good. They give you all the things they're good at. Well, I don't drink too much, but if you're 18 stone and you want to be 15, something's going amiss, isn't it? So we have to find out what that is. I'm not really interested right now in all the things that you're doing right because I'm not here to pat you on the back. Jeez, all right. So I feel like we've got a little bit of Debbie Downer here. <laughs> you've you've <laughs> wound me up by challenging me on my, <laughs> my, my let's, knowledge. Let's try Hang on, I'm going <laughs> to find out. Let's try and pull this back a little bit. <laughs> Oh, we've got for 20 minutes. So all, all the positives. <laughs> all the positives from logging your food is, again, it's just going to flag up areas for improvement. So again, you know, we are real big on pushing protein at each meal and then eating, you know, kind of filling up on high fiber veg because we'll just see people and you ask them or you'll say, you know, it would be great to see some more veg in, say, this meal. So say someone has like a spaghetti bolognese, standard family meal. Be great yeah, no, we're see. talking a crappy bolognese that's just mince and sauce, yeah. not, not one packed with veg. You say it'd be great to see a lot of veg in there because you know it's going to fill you up, it's going to help lower your calories because you won't have to eat as much pasta and yada yada yada. And then they'll come back and say, oh no, I was super full on it. Well, you were super full because you had to eat more, more super of full, it. Super full of carbs. Yeah, so just kind of flagging up certain areas of that, and that's why you know, for us, logging would be the, the number one thing you would get someone to do. If someone just said, I want to start you know, a diet although we're not super keen on using that word, but if I want to start that, where do I start? Just start logging what you're doing right now and then we can make improvements. Yes. Number two. 
eat more protein. Yeah, protein, massive, especially for the ladies. Super, super under-eaten macronutrient. Did that, was that even English? I think as a man, it blew my mind how little protein people, mm. could, people could survive on or people could, you know, be even remotely happy in their lives with because it's just one of those things that's always been, you know, natural for me to do because I enjoy it. But Joe people, loves this feeling of meat in his mouth <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say anything about diets being D's as well because you could have shoehorned that in there um, yeah thanks James for that I, I'm going to go shove some meat in my gob <laughs> but yeah if you know the a huge or what's going to have a huge impact on your diet is being full everyone knows what terrible decisions you make when either drunk or hungry or horrific or combination of both, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, protein, bang for the book, bang for your calorie book, for staying full, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really, really hard. Well, it's one of the hardest things for your... The, hard, the hardest macronutrient for your body to break down. Yes. And it also has a bigger thermic effect, which means it will burn more calories when you do it. So, ultimately, you're then going to keep your body fuller of fewer calories. It can also be really good if you have low blood sugar. So people, you know, we see it quite a lot. Low blood sugar, eat some carbs. Well, actually, if you eat protein, you get a small uh, blood sugar spike. So that this can also balance your blood sugar. And ultimately, when people say they're craving something, nine times out of ten, this is driven by low blood sugar. So if you don't eat and the sugar in your blood begins to drop, your body will then say to your brain or vice versa, we need to eat. We are in a low blood sugar state. This is not good. That is nine times out of ten why people will then want to eat off plan or eat higher calorie foods because your body will cry out for those foods that are high carb, high fat, high calorie, which is what your body is actually asking for. So all you need to do is kind of right that wrong in the smallest calorie, calorie way possible. So if you eat a cake, you're not going to feel very dizzy, but you are going to take in a thousand calories. If you take in a hundred grams of ham, which is going to be you know, a hundred or so calories, you'll suddenly be a lot fuller for a lot longer. It's just, I don't think we can emphasize this enough. If there's one thing that I say to people endlessly that will have After the biggest impact. Food. Yeah, well, normally our clients are logging their food, aren't they? Yes. So the, the, the first thing we'll say to clients the most is eat more protein. And it doesn't have to be through meat. I know that vegetarianism is kind of all the rage, but just find what protein sources you like. Yogurt, eggs, even if it's the vegetarian source of lentils, quinoa, uh, quinoa, corn, anything like that that's higher protein, eat it in abundance. Yeah, because you look at your, you know, kind of typical day's food and it's going to be cereal for breakfast, so there's going to be no protein, even if it's those goddamn... Protein weeds a bit. Yeah, I was going to... I had to stop myself from swearing. Chewing <laughs> my teeth through a Heavily. Um, you know, a uh, uh, crappy sandwich meal deal for lunch which is going to be low in protein I don't think I've heard you this angry <laughs> I think you might get you know some kind of protein at dinner but that's usually it usually you know from our experiences or my experience I don't want to speak future you'll see kind of people's food it's they have a bit of protein at dinner and that's about it yeah so like just said you know if you want something that's going to keep you fuller for longer if you're eating in a calorie deficit which you want to if you want to drop fat then it's going to help promote that because it's going to help maintain your muscle mass it's not getting a bit geeky and like Joe said you know I think off the top of my head it's about I think um, 80% of the calories or something like that so you'll use how much check <laughs> correct 
you'll use so many of the calories that you're actually eating from the protein to digest it. So you look at kind of processed foods, things that are very easy to break down, you'll absorb more of those calories than you will do for the more kind of complex foods that actually take, require work to break it down. Funny story. It's not that funny, actually, but it is a story. So I'm halfway there. <laughs> when I did my coastal survival weekend and we were foraging for food, <laughs> it really was that exciting. Is that the funny yeah. The survival expert guy was saying that, like, you know, you can look and you can eat grass and stuff like that, but he wouldn't advise it because it just takes more energy than you get from it to digest it. So you end up being in a worse state Hungrier. Than, yeah, than if you hadn't eaten it. Is there a punchline to this? Where's the funny that's, bit? That's just the funny... It's not the best one you've ever had, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think you're a reasonably funny guy. Uh, what is invisible and smells like worms? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, James. What is invisible and smells like worms? It's a bird's fart. <laughs> I had to repeat the joke because you started laughing through, through telling it. Oh. Anyway, tragic. so yeah, eat more protein, protein at every meal if possible. And again, you know, the protein choice that I'm back in the room, the protein choice that you make will affect your hunger level. So, you know, you can't expect to be as full, you know, having a protein shake as you would be by eating a steak or eating a chicken breast or eating, you know, a salmon steak because obviously it's more complex, it's going to be harder to digest, it's going to stay in your stomach for longer, so it's going to keep you fuller. Yes, exactly. So it just comes down to making your diet your nutrition as easy as possible and keeping you full for as long as possible and maintaining muscle mass is the best way to do that well maintaining muscle mass doesn't make it easy but it makes fat loss easier and it'll make you look better we're just touching that briefly because if you're dieting in a calorie deficit it's relatively easy for your body to give up muscle so if you let it do that by not incorporating protein then a you'll look like shit because you'll just be really skinny and no one likes that and it'll just be harder to lose weight because you've got to think that if you have, say, 50 kilos of muscle, that uses X calories. If you drop five kilos of muscle, you'll then have a lot fewer calories being burnt. So you then have to drop your food further. You have to eat less. So it's so, so important, not to labor the point, but to make sure you do keep the same amount of muscle mass that you currently have. You can't expect to build much in a deficit, but you can definitely lose a, a lot. Deficit. A deficit. A deficit. <laughs> then you can still lose a lot. So it's so vital that you just hold on to that muscle in order to get to where you want to be and to be healthy and to be strong and to look good. And again, just going back to what kind of Joe touched upon earlier, even though you couldn't see it, um, talking about kind of why you know me and Joe can get away with you know eating a bit of junk or you know not worry so much about it is basically because we've got so we've got so much muscle. It's not because we're strong. <laughs> it's not because we're fit. Yeah, no, because you know. We, you know, we are both big guys, you know, like 110, 105 kilos. What are you weighing in at? Mm, about that. Yeah. Between 110 and 105. No, a bit less than before. Um, you know, we do work out a lot. You know, we're not shredded to the bone. We're not, you know, what you've classed lean machines. Were you checking your double chin there? <laughs> no, I was watching Fenton. Um, but we do carry a lot of muscle and that can afford us to burn a lot of calories per day. So the more muscle you've got, the more food you can eat. Bonus. And then, because we eat a lot of protein and veg, it then means you can move your calories around more. So, you can take, slight aside here, you can take calories out of rice and things like that because they're just an energy source. You don't need, you don't need carbs. You do, they're great for energy and everything else, but it's protein and fats that your body actually 
requires. There's no essential carbohydrates, yes. but there are essential fats and proteins. Perfect. So then you can, you can move your calories around and you can put high calorie foods in that you enjoy without gaining fat. Whereas if you can only eat 1200 calories a day and you have a normal meal and then a load of sugar or even just 1200 calories of sugar, then there's going to be, you know, something's going to go wrong. You're either going to take in too many calories, you're not going to have enough protein, you've only got all these things that can go awry that aren't going to help you towards your goals. You're going to be starving. Right. Number three is... Eat more veg. Jeez Louise. So, just after the... These thousand, are all, a thousand times I've said eat yeah, more protein. These I, are all so close I've to each one. other. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I've said this one 999 times because I just think you could probably summarise it quite nicely with Dan John's quote, couldn't you? Eat like an adult. Is that people... Yeah. Everyone knows to eat their fruit and veg, but it's so, so rare you see people eating enough or even anywhere, like, anywhere near it. It absolutely bamboozles me the amount of people who say, I don't like vegetables... Yuck! Broccoli makes me gag. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? If if you are not a fan of vegetables, then grow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are so many ways yeah. you can work. There's so many different in. types of vegetables. Yeah, you know, if you look at different meals that people like, fajitas, curries, anything like this, bolognese, there's stews, soups. God, I'm going to think of more. There's so many ways that you can hide veg without you having to taste it. We're not asking people. To you know, rip up raw broccoli and eat it. You can hide veg in so many different ways. There's no excuse not to get something, and it just makes the world of difference. Had a woman earlier today, I think, saying you know how she how hungry she was and she was really struggling. And it's just because she had no veg in her day. She had plenty of protein, fats, and carbs, all nutritious sources, but just no veg or a bit of spinach. If you want to be full consistently again balancing blood sugar again without your, filling up on you know yeah, make, excessive calories make your diet easy and effective then veg is going to be you know the second cornerstone along with protein it's maybe even more so because obviously it's going to include the vegetarians i think if if you are not having enough veg you are fighting a losing battle against your willpower because you just can't do it you can't be hungry long term and not blow out at some point it's just not healthy i don't think to to be constantly fighting that urge to eat so again, you know, twofold the benefits of veg. Obviously, there's the health aspect of you know, kind of having high fiber, vitamins and minerals, and looking for a range of colors and all the antioxidants that come from that. But then the second one, just from a pure vanity point of view, is it's just going to help so much with your weight loss because you're basically just filling up your tank without putting any calories in. Yeah. Just when you phrase it like that, it's so simple, isn't it? Is What's the ideal scenario in dieting? I would say for me, having done a few really hard diets, is to be full All constantly yeah, and to not think about food. I think a lot of people would hopefully be nodding in agreement to that, is that if you could do that, then life would be a lot easier. To have no cravings when you're dieting, that'd yeah. be nice, wouldn't it? Well, if you eat a hell of a lot of veg, all of those problems will be solved. And someone said to me earlier, and I had the, had the discussion, I, have, I eat a lot of veg, eat some more then. Because, you know, if you're still hungry or you need to drop your calories, ultimately, you. so to lose weight, you have to burn more energy or reduce your calories. If you burn more energy, you're, you will want to eat more food. Because your body's going to try and find that balance. It's, you, you know, your body's built to two things, procreate and survive. Um, so it's going to do everything it can to hold on to as much body fat as possible, you know, hold on to as much weight as possible. 
just because it still thinks that there's, there's going to be a famine time mm. when we're in a constant feast mode. <laughs> That's it. Oh, That's right, okay, it. sorry, I, was, I, was, I drifted off for, for a second. Because <laughs> <laughs> I talked for two seconds. <laughs> so, what we're saying? Veg, really good, keeping you full, making it easier. Might need to edit this bit out. That's about it. It's just, you know, if you want to have an easy ride, if you want to have a nice, easy, successful, you know, diet or weight loss, protein and veg are just where it's at, and you just need to find what works for you. If, you know, it doesn't have to be boiled broccoli, you know, like I said, there's just so many different things out there, like sugar snap peas, asparagus, you know, oh, roasted Mediterranean peppers. veg, mixed yeah. veg. Oh, it's just Cogets, it's actually really aubergines. nice. Everything in loads of different ways. And people get a bit edgy and just think, oh, well, everything's got to be boiled, everything's got to be grilled. No, you know, I mean, you don't, <laughs> no one's ever got fat from eating too much veg. You know, another thing, like, say, is people stressing about having a potato or two potatoes or you know, butternut squash, like, oh, I had too many carbs. No one in the history of ever got fat from eating too many boiled potatoes or you know, even too many baked potatoes, too much butternut squash. Just look back. Sorry, Fenton. Just look back and that is not going to be the issue. That is not why you've, you know, needed to go onto a diet now. Yeah, again, that comes down to the logging, doesn't it? Is if you look back over your week, was, God, if the butternut squash was the biggest issue in your diet, then you are eating extremely well you know end of story you're not you're missing something out there's something else afoot if your butternut squash consumption is causing you to gain weight so I think that's we'll do a quick roundup. <laughs> our top three tips be loggy food eat protein at every meal and even for snacks as well let's just have a quick one bonus one, one. <laughs> bonus, bonus rants it's snacks people get confused with snacks and they'll go for you know obviously we'll always trump eating protein or vegetable based snacks because they're very filling they're very satiating and they're very low in calories whereas people will tend to lean towards these kind of high fat snacks snacks these head fat snacks <laughs> like you know nuts and these bounce energy balls yeah bounce energy balls these primal Hummus. bars Things like that, which again are very easy to overeat and you know very calorie dense and not that filling. Very delicious, granted, but you just take in more calories than your body needs for not enough food. Yeah, so you can say like you know talking about veg and stuff. I'm not expecting you to eat a head of broccoli as a snack, but you know even an apple or something will be a better choice because it's jam packed full of fiber. So many people would benefit from having four meals instead of three. So we see a lot of people have three meals and three snacks, and their three snacks are fruits, are carb and fat based. You know, we've mentioned that fibre and protein are the best things to have. So why not have a fourth meal? You will eat less calories from it. And because people struggle so much with the idea of protein and veg as snacks, if you just have a fourth meal, it'll work so much better for you. And it might just fit with your psyche a bit better. So I think that'll do us because I think Joe's client is about to come in. So log your food, eat more protein, and eat more goddamn veg. That's us. Anything to add, Fenton? If there's anything you want us to discuss, then feel free to pop it in the comments. Or if there's anyone you think might benefit from this, then give them a tag. Thank you. Yeah, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or whatever format you're listening on and leave us a review. 